This is but one of a thousand true crimes. Welcome back to A Thousand True Crimes. Uh, you're here with me, Chelsea, and the lovely Joe. Hi, How everyone. I'm good. Yeah. Good this weekend. Was, We're recording this, a little bit later than we normally do. Yeah. This was a this is a a tough case to research. We we like tag teamed it because it was challenging. Yeah. yeah. It is just, it's a, yeah, it's an interesting one for sure. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a rough case, but just finding the research and all the information and all the facts, it wasn't easy, but you guys asked for it. So we did it. Yep. So we are going to crack into that here in a second. But before we do that, um, just a quick reminder, if you guys like what we're doing and you want to share us with anybody or let us or support us in any way, um, if you could give us a like or a follow or a subscribe wherever you listen, whatever your options are. If you're on Apple Podcasts, a review and a rating goes a long way. Um, and then if you want to find us on the socials and stay in touch, you can find us at A Thousand True Crimes Podcast Discussion Group on Facebook and a thousand true crimes pod on Instagram, and that's with the the numbers one zero 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 not spelled out. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. There's not any major mm-hmm. updates going on. Mm-hmm. It's the end of the year. There's We're all tired. Going on. Yeah, I'm tired, but I'm I have a toddler, so I'm always tired. That's never going to go away. That's how I'm going to feel for the next the rest of my life, um, essentially. So. Yeah, here we go. Did he like his beads? Um, oh my god, he's obsessed. <laughs> I just bought some more. He's obsessed. It was the with funniest these. thing, you guys. So he had beads. So we're at, I was at Chelsea's house, and he had mm-hmm. these beads, and he wanted more of them, but there were no more. So Chelsea was trying to explain to him, like, "There's no more. That's it. That's the only one that we have." And then he comes over to me and he's like, more beads? I already had my phone out getting ready to order this kid more beads. I'm like, yeah, whatever you want, kid. You want them, you got them. It's fine. Yeah. So he he like, yeah, it's a lot. He loves them. But <laughs> I just bought some more too at the dollar store for him. Um, so Fantastic. It's – I have Mardi Gras beads like literally around my whole house. It's insane. <laughs> I love it. And I'm sure, I'm sure Lays loves it too. <laughs> Lays is like, get me out of this house, please. Um, but yeah, well, I guess we should just crack into it um, and get going, right? Get started on All this. Right. Let's do it. On this case that makes you really wonder how it got to where it got. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I know. That's the real question at the end of all this. Y'all will mm-hmm. see. So this is the case of, okay, so um, shout out to our listener, Lauren, who uh, asked us to do this one. So this is the case of Tammy Jo Layton. Yeah. Yeah. Which there's a lot of background we got to get to before we even get close to her case. So everybody buckle up. Buckle up, buttercup. Um. (laughs) So we got a lot of our information from local news stations 
People.com, Investigation, Discovery.com, uh, News and Tri- uh, Tribune, as well as the podcast Murder Me on Monday. It's a British podcast, by the way. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Um, very like dry humor. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was listening to it and they would say stuff and they were like thought it was funny. I was like, that okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really good. It's really good. I will check it out. Um, all right, so we're gonna go. Okay, so this is okay. I don't know why I'm tripping up. Um, we got some backstory gonna, we got to get into. Yeah, we're gonna go into the backstory of Joseph, Joseph Oberhensley. Oberhensley, yeah. Um, and he was born in 1984 in Utah. Now, there isn't a lot of information that's public about his upbringing, but according to his cousin who watched him grow up said that he was a sweet child and she had said she had never heard him as much as swear but this would end up changing his in his teenage years which by the way i really have to start watching my cursing so i know <laughs> cursing is not i said i was like i was like shit and <laughs> baby B looks at me and goes shit and i was like oh shit <laughs> I was like, no, that's a mommy's word. That's a mommy's word. I was going to say, I'm a big fan of just teaching them, like, you just, you're not allowed to use it yet because you don't know how to use it. My girls, I mean, their mom curses around them and they're aware. Like, you can't use it because you don't know how to. When you're older and you know how to, then you can use it. But right now, that's, you don't have that privilege. Yeah. But it was just really cute how he said it. And then I laughed, which is like, not what you're supposed to do. And yeah. So now if I say it, he'll just repeat it back to me. And I'm like, Ooh, I am at that point in his life <laughs> where I have to watch what I say. Cursing um, so- also does not a uh, criminal make, obviously. No. Oh, then I should obviously. be in jail. Yeah, we would both be in jail. <laughs> <laughs> I am done. Um, okay, so this would change in his teenage years. Somewhere in these years, Joseph's half-brother dies by suicide, and his father died of a suspicious overdose. And we had a really hard time finding anything about these deaths or even their names. So it what all it did was allegedly it changed Joseph. He became dark. He spiraled into a drug addiction, which was mainly meth, and became a person quick to anger. So and this is my question that I had that I was trying really hard to find an answer to. But it was I mean, I was even on like Facebook, social media is trying to look up family members to try and like see if I could find anything. I couldn't find anything. But, like, a suspicious overdose. I, I just have to wonder if there were drugs in the environment before high school. I don't know. And I'm not going to, like, put that out there. I, I know. No There's idea. no way to know. There's no way There's to know. There's no way to know. But, I mean, if he starts taking meth at 17. He's younger 16, than that. 17. Um, it's like, 14, yeah. 15. Teen. Yeah, 14, 15. I do know that, like, those type of drugs, like the hard drugs, if you take them that young, really do mess with your mind. Like, yeah, your brain. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, it can cause you to have, like, to legitimately, like, go it changes. Into, it changes the makeup, changes the chemical the, makeup the of the chemi- brain. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. It changes the chemical makeup. Um, um, if you're struggling with depression and then you put drugs on top of that, that's just going to make everything so much worse. Mm hmm. Yeah. And I just, I, so, I, 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 I don't, again, survivor of suicide loss here, like, I don't, I know that there's, 
it's not always things that we think of that at uh, that contribute to suicide but I just feel like, I don't know, there was a lot of people being like, everything was happy. He was a happy kid all up until this time. But then his brother died by suicide and his father died of a suspicious overdose. And like, you know how sometimes if they use opioids, they'll write it off as a like or they'll say natural causes or something like I don't know. There's a lot that I feel like is not being talked about in this situation and intentionally is being like shoved under the rug in this situation. And I just wonder how much that really affected his psyche at the time. It had to have been something serious. Well, yeah. But anyways, anyways, so he's doing so, drugs really young. around the yeah, around the age of 16, 17 years old in the early months of 1998, his girlfriend at the time, Sabrina Elder, found out she was pregnant. It appears as though Joseph's family was supportive of the young parents, but Joseph didn't welcome the news that he was going to be a father like he would he had suspicions that the baby wasn't the baby wasn't his, and he also didn't like the fact that his grandmother seemed to favor Sabrina over him. According to his new girlfriend Amanda Thomas, with whom he would regularly use drugs with, the two would get high, and he would rage to her about Sabrina. She says he was very angry that Sabrina was living with his grandmother, and that he didn't, like I said, didn't believe her child was his. And he would even go as far as saying he wanted to kill Sabrina, but Amanda thought all the talk was just drug-induced. Which, However, like, I don't know. Check on your friends. I, if you yeah, are involved like, in that girl, community. Girl, Amanda, be like, knock, knock, Sabrina. You might want to be aware what he's saying. Just letting you know. Just FYI. Just letting you know. Because what is about to happen next I mean, just because he gets ragey when he's on drugs and he's not like that normally doesn't mean that he couldn't hurt someone while on drugs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which ultimately is exactly what happened, as yeah. Chelsea is about to tell you. So on the night of December 9th, 1989, he made good on his threats and six days after the birth. OK, so I also read it. The baby was five. So the baby was like five or six days old. Uh, Joseph, high on meth walked into his grandmother's home. She was there with his newborn son, his mother, and his sister. Um, And there may have been others in the home, but these were the three witnesses. According to their testimony, he walked in and paced up and down the hallway a couple times before firing several shots into Sabrina. His mother, who was holding the baby at the time, put him down and ran to, to Sabrina to offer aid. She was then shot as well. Joseph's sister grabbed the baby and fled when she heard the gunshots. After shooting his child's mother and his own mother, he put the gun under his chin and fired. But sadly, this is not the end of our tale. No. And thank you for coming to A Thousand True Crimes. The end. And that's the end. (laughs) That's it. That's it. That's all I got for you today. Um, So he and his, so Joseph and his mother survive, but Sabrina does not. He was arrested and convicted of manslaughter for his murder and was sentenced to no more than 15 years. So I just want to like just say a little because I know that sounds like a really light charge manslaughter. It basically they were at the time because of Joseph's uh, mental state, because he was on drugs and because of like the death in his family, they somehow were able to they, they he pled down. It was a plea deal. Um, so it wasn't like the court was just like, we feel sorry for you. It was just basically a plea deal to get him to, uh, confess 
and get convicted, which, again, don't think that was the way I would have handled the situation, but that is the way the situation was handled. So, uh, yeah, he got manslaughter, which is still a felony, still a felony, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. So he ends up getting paroled after only eight years. So Eight mixed years, Chels. Eight. That was the, and I'm that sure was the, what her life was worth. And I'm sure that his age could have played a role into that, too. Absolutely. Um, I mean, he's a white. If you look him up, he's a white male. So, like. And I think when he was know. convicted, he was technically still a minor. Also. Mm-hmm. So being a white They were like 16, male, 17. M- minor. You, you could be. Yeah. You could be charged as an adult. But it depends on what the prosecution and judge and all that stuff come to. So, yeah. Eight, eight years. Eight years. Eight years. So when he shot himself, he had hit a part of his frontal lobe. And according to court records where he did damage, allegedly claimed changed his demeanor. Calm. One psychologist. Oh, calmed his demeanor. Sorry. Because that was what they said in court. In court, what they said was that, like, because of where he shot himself, he basically had a partial lobotomy. And so now he's calm and he's chill. If anyone knows anything about, like, the science of... uh, Serial killers. This man is not a serial killer, but that is not what happens when you damage the frontal lobe. But we'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. Um, they did leave the bullet in his frontal lobe, and I, for those that are like, "What does the frontal lobe do?" It's part of the brain that controls emotions, decision making, and impulse control. His mother was one of the advocates for his release, citing this and a tattoo he had gotten of Sabrina as a show of remorse, as reasons he was safe to be returned to society. Yeah. Which, like, be- that Because no he sense. got, I girl, I, that would almost piss me off. Be like, get If that I was Sabrina's family, your body. I would be like, what the fuck are you doing? And also, like, it's a prison tat, so it cannot be that great. I'm just saying, and you, we'll get to this later, but, I mean, it just, to me, that's not a show of remorse. That's, like, weird yeah. as fuck. Yeah. And how do you know he's not doing that as, like, a... Like a flex. Fun fuck you. Right? Like a yeah. flex or something. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. But you know how so, moms... Some some moms, not all moms, but you know how some moms are. They're just... They only want to see the good in their children. Yeah. But it is worth noting that a lot of his other family members were like, don't let him out. Like, he should not yeah. come out. Yeah. So the baby was given to one of uh, one of his aunts and uncles, and he became obsessive over the boy. While he was in prison, he also got another tattoo that read murderous deeds. These other family members didn't buy that he felt remorse at all. In one of his previous failed attempts at parole, one of the board members questioned if he um, comprehended the gravity of what he had done. It's almost like you'd hit somebody's dog, he said, which don't yeah. fucking hit dogs. But somehow he still got out. And he was released to Jeffersonville, Indiana. through a Because program why called, make it a simple name? <laughs> I don't know. Called Interstate Compact, where essentially an Indiana parole officer monitored him and would, would report back to a Utah parole officer who then reported to the Utah Parole Board. That sounds like a lot of hands and a lot of cooks in the kitchen, and that does not end up working out. And this is talked about. Yeah, they I mean, later, like after the crime he commits against Tammy, a lot of people talked about how like this is a 
these things were not even reported back to Utah. Like his next, we're going to get into those, but they were not even reported back to Utah. So like the person in Indiana didn't do their job one, but two, like that's a lot of extra steps to have to take. And so Mm -hmm. like somebody was like, unless you're being vigilant and on it, because at the same time, and and I don't know if this is the case or not, but like Utah could have been checking in Indiana and they would have seen his arrest records at the very least. Yeah. They didn't have to. When it comes down to it, it's definitely one. You can always tell. um, uh, Yeah, this is so fucked up because it's created. No offense to our male listeners. It's created by men. No woman would say this is a great idea. Let's have five different steps to check on somebody. (laughs) Like that makes like no, no effing sense. And also, what year is this too? This is in Uh, when he moves. It's twenty. It's like twenty twelve. Something okay. like that. I was going to say maybe like computers weren't as. No, they don't have that excuse. 2012. So. No, that's, yeah, you're, you're yeah, zero excuse. Um, you can send a text. <laughs> text the other parole officer. Hey, Joseph got I arrested know. today. Yeah, but okay. So we're not going to go into deep detail in these other incidents. But we wanted to list them because for each one of these offenses, Joseph should have been sent back to prison. But like we said, it didn't happen. So on March 10th, 2013, arrested after choking a man in Jeffersonville, released from jail on a $1,000 bond. July 29th, charged with strangulation and resisting law enforcement in the March incident. July 31st, Indiana parole officer alerts Utah authorities authorities about the strangulation arrest so he should have been sent back to utah because that's a violation but he should have been sent back to utah on march 11th but yeah he did yeah. they they did notify utah authorities in on july 23rd or july 31st um mm-hmm. but utah mm. just said it's fine he can strangle people i guess yeah spring 2014 joseph begins dating our victim the victim tammy joe Layton. July 21st, leads, Joseph leads police on a slow speed pursuit through two states, which would, like, really piss me off if it was slow. Two states. Yeah. Like, like you're going to fucking that's... make me chase you, like, at least go. Keep it in, <laughs> like, but no, he took them all, like, two states. Like, that's got to be, like, that. I think that is a federal crime, isn't it? Once it, you, like, you... cross a state border, doesn't it become yes. a federal crime? Like, I mean, come on, I don't know. People. Yeah. I would assume it'd be a federal crime. But anyways, even evading the police, like continuing to drive <laughs> is a crime. Put him like, back you in can jail. Be arrested for that. Yes. So July 23rd, Indiana alerts authorities alert Utah about pursuit arrest, but his Utah parole expires the same day. And we all know no one's gonna be be like, eh, we're just gonna pretend. Um, yeah, yeah, they're not going to be like, that's I, okay, he's they're still be on like, parole Ooh. today. Bring him back today. But it's 4.59 p.m. I'm so really like, tired. Technically, like, I'm just going to pretend like I didn't see that email. It's I'm going to leave that in the has not read yet pile. Yes. So July 31st, prosecutor prosecution agrees to lower bond from 25000 to $5,000. Joseph pays five hundred, uh, the $5,000 bail. No, Tammy. Tammy pays the $500 bill. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Let me see that. So again. this is why, and this is important to remember. Tammy paid that. So because there's some stuff that they talk Wait, about. Was it lowered from twenty five thousand to five thousand? So that's what his bond is, and then you pay the bail, and the bail is usually significantly lower than the bond, which is why people oh. will come after you if you skip bail because you owe them money. God. Bail bondsman. Yeah, that's how that works. Obvious, obviously, I don't know. All I know is like dog the bounty hunter, and that's like it. So yeah, yeah. Well, he collected. I've never had skipped on their bail. I have never uh, had to deal with bail before, and I hope I never have to. Yeah. Okay. So Tammy pays. Not that I have ever dealt with bail. bail. I have just experienced people who have. (laughs) I was not in jail. (laughs) (laughs) Never been to jail. Just for clarity's sake. All right. Continue. Um. Okay. So. We're going to go back to spring of 2014, and Joseph begins dating Tammy Jo. There's not a lot of information out there about their relationship, but it sounds like it started off well. And it does appear that she knew some of his criminal history, but at the time, but as time went on, something would happen that terrified her, and would end, she would end up um, ending their relationship immediately. So as the relationship progressed... Joseph would start to monitor her friendships, and Tammy's friends did not like how he would be on her on Tammy's Facebook and comment on things if anyone posted on her wall and being rude and aggressive. So Tammy's friends were like, no, 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 sweetie, we're not going to buy what he's saying. And they did some digging, and that is how she found out how she found out how vague he was actually being about his past. So now on that note, mm-hmm. I don't think she knew about the murder. No, I think so he like, so he like told her, but he did not tell her like the full truth. I don't think, cause I think, and we'll get to this later. Cause she, I think what she knew about were the crimes that had happened in Indiana. And then I'm guessing that he had just said something to her like, I got caught with meth or something like that back in Utah, which is why I had to leave. I don't think he said anything to her about the murder. So her friends at the digging and um, on September 8th, on Monday, September 8th, Tammy arrives to work and tells her coworkers that Joseph had kept her tied up in her home all weekend and sexually assaulted her multiple times. She was able to convince him that she had to go to work and that he would be that people would be suspicious if she didn't show. And you know he's at also at this point he's showing up to her work he's harassing her at work mm-hmm. and she f- listens to her friend's advice and she say stays a few nights with a friend. She ends up texting Joseph and we'll go into that in a little bit about what was said and ended it that he would not accept this. When she does return to her home, she has her dad change the locks. Um, so on September 11, 2014, at 3 a.m. that morning, police officers respond to a domestic disturbance call at Tammy's home. Tammy told the cops that she had changed the locks and broken up with Joseph and wanted him to leave the property. The officers watched Joseph walk away. I don't know, like, why they didn't check their record and realize that, like, it doesn't make sense, like, why they didn't run a background check on him. 
Just a quick one. Just take his driver's license. Just get his ID. Just run and look at his past. Like, again, another moment where this woman could have potentially not been a victim. But I'm sorry. Law enforcement was not doing what they needed to be doing. And also, I apologize because you're going to hear Lay's in the background. She's, like, trying to, like, you know how dogs, like, make circles and, like, dig? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what she's doing right now. She's getting her nest. I don't know why you're nesting because you've never lived out in the wild a day in your freaking life. <laughs> you wolf sleep on a tempur bed. <laughs> your wolf instincts have been long gone. Raya does it too. And you, that girl, that girl yeah, is about as far away from a wolf as you can get. She's a little closer um, to a pig. <laughs> yeah. So, Okay. So the next day, Tammy fails to report to work, and a friend calls Tammy, and a man picks up the phone and says his name is John. And the friend is like, who the fuck is John? The friend hangs up and calls again, and this time the man says he is Tammy's brother. And this is when the co-workers are like, no, 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 something's fucking wrong, and calls the officers to do a welfare check on her. When officers arrived on the scene to do the welfare, welfare check, they noticed signs of forced entry on her back door. And when they knock, Joseph ends up actually answering it. And he seems nervous. And he has a cut on his knuckles. The police arrested him after he refused to let them pat him down. And when they did pat him down, they found a bloody knife in his pocket. Mm. An officer entered the home and followed a trail of blood to the bathroom where they found Tammy's mangled body. She had been raped and stabbed at least 25 times. Mm. As officers went throughout through the home, they found a bloody jigsaw along with other tools and a plate with what appeared to be skull and blood on it. There is also a skillet and a pair of tongs with blood on it. Tammy's skull had been crushed and brain tissue was scattered around the tub. It would be later confirmed that the cause of death was sharp, sharp force trauma to the head. Yeah, you heard that, guys. You heard it. Yeah. So... As the officers are interviewing Joseph, he would later confess that he broke into Tammy's home, stabbed her to death, and then used an electric saw to remove portions of her brain, hearts, and lungs, some of which he did cook. He would later retract his statement. Yeah. Yeah. He would later retract his statement and claim that two black men knocked him out and stabbed Tammy to death. Yeah. Come on, you guys. Like... (laughs) Like, really? Like, what are you what doing? The fuck, dude. <laughs> what are you doing? No, incorrect, sir. <laughs> he also Nobody said. He also like during the interview, mentions that he could hear Tammy's thoughts, and he mentions Zeus, which is for people who don't know who might not know that's the Greek god, as well as a being who had a third eye in his forehead. So like, he's all sorts <laughs> of like not fucking mentally there just not not there or or he's uh doing his best to make himself sound crazy i mean i don't know he does have a bullet lodged in his frontal lobe i think he's crazy i don't i wouldn't (laughs) be surprised i mean so we know that damage done to the frontal lobe decreases people's ability to have empathy all the things that chelsea said before impulse control empathy like emotion stuff like that but also, I mean, I can only imagine having a bullet in your head it cannot be good for your uh, ability to uh, function 
normally. <laughs> no, that's like why my son will never. I mean, like they're seeing it in football players, frontal lobe yeah, damage girl. from I know constantly tackling people, and they're having these like anger outbursts. They can't control the emotions. They can't reason. All they those can't. concussions. I know it. Yeah, that's why like baby will never play football. It would take six years to get a conviction in her murder. In 2016, Joseph's defense team was granted more time to prepare. His defense team had Joseph meet with three court-appointed psychiatrists. In 2017, Joseph was deemed incompetent to stand trial, and the judge had him committed to a health-slash-drug rehab facility so that he could eventually stand trial. And all this By is 2000- related... All of this is related to his brain damage, the the bullet in his head, and um, his drug use. That's that's how they were trying to pl- make this insanity defense. Is that like because of all this, he he was insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By 2018, that decision would be reversed. The trial would begin in 2019, but due to a witness statement, the judge declared a mistrial. The friend that was on stand was a friend of Tammy's and was told not to bring up his past criminal history slash drug use, and she did. And the reason they told her not to bring it up is because it could, like, make the jury, it could, like, put a pre-notion of his character in their head, Mm -hmm. which is, like, not what you're supposed to do. In 2019, the death penalty was taken off the table because the prosecution did not feel like they would get a conviction due to his mental health issues. So Tammy's family actually agrees with this because they thought it would be better to get life, like it's a better like, dude, you're in jail without parole for life. Right. Yep. And instead of taking the chance of uncertainty with the death penalty. Yeah. Now... Joseph never accepts his lawyer's advice about using his mental health as a defense because he claims it would be an omission of guilt. He also keeps firing his lawyers. He kept saying that his lawyers were trying to put thoughts in his head, but he was and but he was stronger than them. So he ends up going back to a mental facility. Yeah. 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 Finally, yeah. on September 11, 2000 20 a six-day and trial took COVID place. did slow down some of this to be fair mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. like COVID yeah. did slow down a little bit of this so it's not all just because of trying to determine if he's mentally fit to stand trial yeah Joseph was the only defense witness and um Joseph was the only defense witness and he testified on his behalf for roughly an hour which like don't ever <laughs> take the stand um during the trial, audio and video interview was shown to the jury, and you can hear Joseph first telling the police he hadn't seen the victim in two days because sometimes she stays with friends or her father, and then saying she was killed by intruders. Joseph, while testifying, though, said that I stated over eight times that no, I did not kill Tammy. I stated numerous times that I did not kick the back door. He said when the detectives asked if he killed Tammy, he said, I was totally out of my head. So according to Joseph, what he's claiming is he went back to Tammy's the night she was killed around 4 a.m. And she let him in. He said that there were two black guys he didn't know there and was getting really bad vibes from them. He said at some point she heard, he heard Tammy scream and saw one of the guys stabbing Tammy in the bathroom. The other guy pointed a gun to Joseph. He said he pushed the man with a gun 
and a fight happened and he was hit in the head and knocked unconscious. When he came to, he saw a knife next to him and put it in his pocket. But also in these interviews, you can hear Joseph say that he had eaten parts of her. The detective in the interview asked him, where's Tammy's heart? Where Tammy's heart was. And he says that he ate it and it was a part of him now. So like, this guy's he's going back and forth. Rocker. He's off his fucking mm-hmm. rocker. Also, like that story doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even no, make sense. No, does not make sense at all. <laughs> so, back to those text text messages from earlier. Um, the prosecution read the text messages that Tammy sent um, on September 9th that Joseph had unexpectedly shown up to her work and she was afraid to be alone with him. And messages that were sent from Tammy's phone earlier in the week before she was murdered, you, she said to Joseph, you can choose to be in denial about what happened Saturday into Sunday. I won't be in denial. Which is the no rape one. and kidnapping, the, in case oh yeah, you guys sorry, that is the rape forgot. And the kidnapping and keeping her in the home. And no one, and I mean no one, gets to terrify me, terrify me like you did on Sunday. I will never forget as long as I live. Joseph responds with, baby, we had a great dinner Saturday. Don't let the negative enter your mind. You are my soulmate. Come to me, please. P-L-Z, by the way. Mm. Come Mm. home. Talk to me, baby. Just, he's completely not in reality. Completely not in reality. So, on October 30th, 2020, he is found guilty and sentenced to life without parole. He was found not guilty on the rape charge because they couldn't physically prove that she was raped. The prosecution couldn't convince the jury that just because the, because there wasn't sperm internally doesn't mean she wasn't raped. They what? did find sperm externally and injuries aren't always present. So what I read was up- that they did have find sperm inside of her, but they were like that could have been up been in there for up to seven days because we know that they were together the weekend before. And she says it was mm-hmm. rape, but obviously there was no... They, they can't yeah. just straight up say that because there was no... Uh, yeah. And so I have seen other things that said that there wasn't inside. So, like, again, yeah. like, sources this are case a little was hard to research. This, <laughs> yes. But, like, I also read that there wasn't sperm internally. But then I did read that, too, as well as, like, you could... Like, sperm can live up to five to seven days. Mm-hmm. So, like, you don't know... Yada yada yada. Either but, like, way, they were saying he still like there's got no life without parole. Yeah, so he, yeah, he gets life without parole, and he does say that he is going to use all of his appeals. I mean, try, dude, so. try. I don't fucking care. Like, I don't know. This guy's trash. I May mean, he rot. Yeah. So. When I was researching this, I texted Chelsea and I was like, we need to just lock this motherfucker up and throw away the key. Like, I'm done. Like, I'm done. He's killed two women now. And he ate one of them. Like, fuck off, dude. Like, fuck off. He looks like something is not right. See, but that was the other thing, too, is when I was looking at pictures, some pictures, I just felt like he looked like a normal dude. But then other pictures, you look at him and you're like, oh, shit. Like, what the fuck? No, it's his eyes. I think it is. It says, I I just... All the pictures I saw of him, he just, I don't know, maybe because I knew what he did. It's like when people are like, maybe, oh my God, yeah, Ted Bundy was so cute. I'm like, really? Really? I know. I don't either, girl. I don't. I don't. I know. I don't. I can't. I can't because I'm just like, ew. 
And or, like uh, the the night stalker from California was it Rodrigo no, looks, or whatever? Yeah, he looks gross. No. He, he looks, looks gross. <laughs> and, and I do sit there. I'm like, well, maybe it's because I know like what he did, so my mind's like, ill. But I don't know. But, it's yeah. possible. So, maybe that's what it is. Is we're just revolted by them. But ugh. yeah. So that is the case ugh. of Chant Tammy Joe Blanton. And then going forward, we won't be doing the same research. I just got caught up with stuff and needed help, and so this was a hard. We're going to be research. doing yeah. So, um, this, this one was Google. some teamwork. There was a lot of teamwork mm-hmm. involved to get this it was, thing done. I mean, I never heard of this one. I hadn't either. So that was kind of interesting so to read about it. one that we yeah. hadn't heard. Yeah. Yeah. I never heard of that one before. So of this one before. So it was great. Great suggestion. Love it. Yeah. Keep give us, coming. give us your suggestions. We'll do them. Even if it's a cannibal who just <laughs> murders women right and left. Yeah. That poor kid. I know. Well, I did um, read that the his child, they changed his name. Yeah, I heard that too, yeah. They changed his, the child's name. They kept him, like, very protected. Yeah, very and, separate. Um, because, like, he was getting, like, reports. Like, Joseph was getting people to, like, essentially stalk the kid. Yeah, yep. So from prison, from prison. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, Oof. yeah. <clears throat> well, but well, what was your weekly one? Um. Okay, I have to have something. I don't. I I have a hard time. I mean, this it was it was a good week. Am I allowed to just say like it was it was a good week? That was gonna be mine. It was just <laughs> I. Well, mine was I survived the week. So there we go. Yeah. It wasn't too bad. Um, I got a lot of stuff. I'm trying to even, like, remember what happened this week because I'm already in, like, the mode for next week. Like, I'm already like, all right, I got to gear up for work tomorrow. Let me make sure my lunch is packed. Let me make sure my stuff is ready. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was just – it was a good week. We had a, a fun time. I got some really good news from therapy. There we go. I'll take that. Therapy was, okay, like, really there you good. Go. So there's my week we went. Good. What yeah, about you? My week. You I just the week. made it through the week. <laughs> terrible twos are a thing y'all I'm over it I am so ready to be done um <laughs> he is pushing it but all right well that's all we got I was say I think I did all the housekeeping at the beginning just a quick reminder <laughs> we do have our giveaway our merch giveaway going on if you would like to participate um this is just an ongoing one there's no time limits there's no deadlines but if you participate we will send you a bath bomb doesn't matter how you participate what your skill set is but what we are asking is if you feel so inclined to come up with your own version of our cover art we will send you a bath bomb Um, as well as promote and yeah we'll promote your art and and literally like you can draw it with pencil like it doesn't have to be fancy (laughs) yeah no (laughs) and if we really love it we'll turn it into our permanent cover art we'll put your name on it and everything all right you guys well stay safe out there stay warm if you are up here in the kind of sort of northish area it's getting cool bundle up yeah it's that time of year all right y'all we'll talk to you later All right, bye guys. Bye.